0: Hello, hello. Welcome to Feels Like Flow. I'm Brianna Cullen, and this show is designed to help you be more creative, productive, and fulfilled in your work life. Let's get into it. Hello, hello. Today we're talking about something so important. I'm really excited. We're talking about something that trips up so many of us. And that is dealing with external pressure or feeling like we don't have the support from those around us to do what we want to do next, whether that's change a career or just whatever it is we want to do. I think so often when we get caught in overthinking or second guessing, a lot of it comes down to this pressure that we feel to prove ourselves. And the truth is... We don't ever have to prove ourselves and that isn't a useful energy to be coming from, but it's really, really easy to get stuck in that place. And so we're going to talk about how to deal with it and what else to do. The ultimate goal is to work through this in a way that a, your faith in yourself is strengthened and your self-trust and your ability to make decisions from your own authority, and your own sovereignty, and B... So that your bond with the people whose opinion matters to you is also strengthened. I think the biggest issue is that we tend to not feel entirely solid in our decisions when we're making a change. And so we're very susceptible to outside influence. Sometimes we're hoping that someone else's support, someone close to us, will talk us out of our own doubt. and if we don't get that support, it can be crushing. So we we have a new idea, we have an idea for a career path or a business we wanna start, or just some new fresh thing. And change is scary. Our normal tendency is to hold back from change, to follow the status quo, to stay in our comfort zone. That's totally normal. And so a new idea tends to be a little bit fragile. And as we're trying to feel our way into it and develop confidence in it, sometimes what we do is we go outside ourselves to a partner, a friend, someone close to us, or even just the world at large. And we put out feelers and we see, is this a good idea? Is this a solid path for me. And sometimes we do that literally by actually floating out this idea and talking to people. But a lot of times we do it inside our own head. We are imagining what the world is going to say about this idea or what our boss or our parents are going to think about this idea instead of playing it out in the world. So we're going to talk about both sides of this. The place to start is always, of course, inside ourselves. How do we feel about things? How excited are we about this new move? Ideally, we come at this with one of my favorite questions. I know I've talked about this on other podcast episodes and in social media. This favorite question to always have in your pocket. What would I do, what would I want to do if everyone else was neutral? So often we have a hard time getting at what we really want because other people's opinions are so present in our mind and our space that we are allowing them to influence us before we can even access our true desire or our own intuition. And so asking this question, what would I want to do if everyone else was neutral at least helps us access from a really clean, clear state inside of ourselves what we want. It doesn't mean we'll always end up making that decision, but knowing is the most important part. Get clear about where you feel certain, where you don't, and know that if you're unclear, it's very likely that others will reflect that back to you. Recently for me, I was making a decision about something. I really wanted to join a mastermind and fairly expensive, at least, you know, relatively speaking, it's the most money that I would have ever paid for something for my business. But I knew from my own inner authority, my own intuition and decision-making process that This is something that I really, really wanted to do. I also knew that it was going to sound really expensive and outlandish to my husband. Part of me didn't even want to share it with him, not because I didn't think he'd let me spend the money. That's not the kind of relationship we have. We don't really have like a gatekeeping on each other about that kind of thing, but more because I knew that it was a big investment. And the part of me that was a little bit shaky about whether I could make the most of it, whether I was ready for this kind of investment, whether honestly I was up to taking it on and really going all in in a way I knew it would ask of me, because I was a little bit shaky on that, I was nervous that my husband's reflection back to me of, are you crazy? That's really expensive, would wobble me and tip me so much that I wouldn't feel confident moving forward. And so before I went to him, I had to get really clear about why I wanted to make this investment, what I was hoping to get out of it, why this was the right teacher to invest in, why this is the right time, how I plan to use the program to earn the money back, how it benefits our family. This wasn't all to convince him. This was to get really clear in myself so that his doubt would not shake me. And I've actually never approached something so clearly before where I went into the conversation saying, hey, I'm going to do this thing. And as expected, he was a little bit taken aback by the cost of the investment. But because I was so clear and I wasn't asking for permission, I wasn't wobbling. And it's not that he suddenly became super supportive and gung-ho about it. He was just fairly neutral. And I was then able to make my own decision, which I think is really the most that we can often ask for. We can't always expect the people around us to be more excited or more invested than we are in the thing we want to do. All we can ask for is that they hear us out and they ultimately support our best interests and stand by us and let us make our own decisions without poking holes in it or generating more doubt. I think it's helpful to talk about this topic going through some categories of external influences that we might be impacted by. So I just talked about an experience with my husband, but I think addressing how supported we feel or the kind of support we want from our partner, if you have a partner, is obviously incredibly important because... A partner is someone who is so involved in our day-to-day life and someone who really we're making decisions with about things like how we spend our time, how we spend our money, what we want our life to look like, what our values are. And I think we really have to be realistic about how any change we want to make affects them. I'm reading a book right now. It's like a really old book about self-esteem. I'll put it in the show notes. But one of the things that he mentions as he's talking about the importance of self-responsibility as it relates to self-esteem, and he says, we can't expect other people to go against their own self-interest. And I think it's just so important to keep in mind, especially when it comes to our partner, we can't expect them to support something for us that is going to go against their own self-interest. And that might sound a little bit too transactional, and truly we want to be with someone who wants the best for us even if maybe that's going to cost them some of their own time or it's going to involve trade-offs. But still at the end of the day, being realistic, we can't expect other people to go against their self-interests on our behalf. I think this is where the more you know about each other's values and decision-making style and emotional triggers and quirks, the better. I personally love systems like human design, astrology, the Enneagram, for understanding our partner and the people around us better so that we don't trigger each other unnecessarily, or we don't take things so personally. I love human design because it gives us so much permission to be ourselves and at the same time to let other people be themselves. If you know that your partner is really not very risk tolerant, if they have a big aversion to certain types of risk, then going into any conversation about change with that information is going to help you acknowledge where they're coming from while also explaining what you need and the kind of support that you need. If you know your partner is very analytical, you might not approach the conversation by taking them on a roller coaster ride, covering all of your many feelings about this big change you wanna make, because that's not the way to get them on board. And then aside from taking into consideration each other's temperament, asking yourself, how does a change you wanna make affect the daily life or the future plans that you have together? If they're counting on some path that you both are marching down together and then you want to introduce this swerve in the path, being aware of how that's going to affect them so that you can come together and think this through together. The more they know that you're keeping those agreements in mind and willing to think it through together, the better. So another category of people or external influence are parents. And I may be very unpopular in my opinion here. I think this will raise some eyebrows. But to me, our parents just don't get a say in our decisions as an adult. I know that you may really, really want their support and their approval, and it can sting not to get it. And the more compassion you can give yourself about that, the better. But it's your life. If you truly value their input and their opinions from a very mutual, healthy place, then you can bet that those values have already been infused into you and you're probably already taking them into consideration as you make decisions. You don't need to take that even further and overthink, overanalyze what they're going to think, what their opinion's going to be. And you don't need to try to prove yourself. I'm not saying that this is easy, but it's part of growing up. It's part of individuating to make the choice that's right for you without letting your parents have authority over those choices. Next category is our friends. I think we often have so much fear of being judged by our social group get so much of our identity and our validation from our social group. And it can be so hard to go against that. I know so many people who have talked about wanting to share something on social media or wanting to start something new, wanting to explore a different side of themselves. And there's often this one friend whose judgment they are fearing. And so I think it really helps to get specific with yourself here. Who, Whose opinion are you concerned about? Why? Be willing to be surprised. I think one question that can be so helpful is to ask yourself, Say there's this risk that you want to take and you're holding yourself back from it. What if you saw someone else in your social circle go for it? What if you saw them start walking down this path that you want to walk down? How would you feel? Would you feel like, oh, that was my idea. I should have done that. Would you feel like, wait, we're allowed to do that? Would you feel like you have more permission? Get really specific about how you might be subconsciously holding yourself back because of the fear of disapproval from that social circle, from those friends. Another category is colleagues or bosses, people that you work with now. This one can really depend on what your relationship with them is like. Is it a good relationship? How do you feel like you're performing or like they perceive you? I think this can be such a barrier to moving forward into something that could be a real strength for you, something that you might really enjoy. If you feel like you're not performing very well or you're not very engaged in your current work, it can be hard to imagine that that work is going to support you moving into something new. I know for me, when I left my first corporate career, where I had been a good little worker, achiever, bee, I was climbing the ladder, I was doing all the things that I was supposed to in order to get promoted early and do well. I felt a lot of anxiety about telling some of the people that I worked with there that I was leaving, that I didn't want to do it anymore, that I wanted to go do something else. And it was a big, risk for me because I didn't really know what I was leaping into. And I was so surprised by some of the reactions that I got from people. I definitely had some leaders and colleagues that were concerned and they wanted to make sure that I was really thinking through the decision, which is fair enough. I also had others that said, you know, if you stay, you can make partner, which in the world that I was in was really the ultimate achievement. But once I Explain to them why that wasn't the right path for me. I had multiple people tell me, I wish I could do what you're doing. And these were people who had already scaled the corporate ladder and they had reached that level of achievement where it becomes really hard to shift gears because you become used to the income and the lifestyle and supporting your family in a certain way. And it feels riskier and riskier to take a leap and try something new. But I was so surprised that the people whose opinion I was worried about, I was worried about their judgment. They actually envied me and my ability and courage to try something new. Again, I think we really have to be willing to be surprised. Often the people who you work with and have a really strong relationship with and are able to see your strengths often have a clearer sense than you imagine of your own capabilities. This is gonna be the ones who really deserve your respect and who want to see you flourish. Another time in my career, as I was really trying to feel around and think about what I wanted to do next, I had a leader that I worked very closely with who told me, Brianna, you can do anything you want to do. You just need to figure out what that is. That is the best vote of confidence that we can ask for. And sometimes that means being willing to be vulnerable and making sure that we are leaning into our strengths in our current work life. We are trying to bring our wholesale To work as scary as it might seem. For me, in the last several years of my corporate career, as I was leaning more and more into my interest in well being and mental health and all of these tools that help us to be happier at work and find more purpose, I know that the leaders who were around me really got a taste of what I was really into and what I was passionate about. And one of my leaders at that time, said to me after I gave a well-being talk for our big team, she said, you are leaving a legacy for this team. And so I know that when I move on to do the next thing and that it's aligned with those strengths and that passion of mine, she will support me and she will cheer me on and she will not be surprised because I was doing my part to bring my full self to work and to... Be sharing with people, taking them along the journey so that it doesn't come as a shock. If the people around you, the people you work with, if you think they'll be really surprised by you making a change, I think asking yourself why could you be bringing more of this part of you to your current work, even if it's a bridge into the next thing. And then the last category that I want to cover is really an ambiguous everyone. I put that everyone in air quotes. Sometimes when we are unsure of ourselves or we have our own doubt in a move, again, the fragility of a new idea, we start to get a little vague with ourselves and we imagine what everyone else is going to think. And then often if we drill down into the makeup of that everyone, it can be really surprising and kind of random. I know for me, sometimes everyone could consist of that one colleague who I really admire and I want them to think highly of me, that one friend from high school who I'm afraid will judge me, it can be pretty vague. And once you're really clear about who it is, sure, you still might really crave their approval and their validation, but you can see pretty clearly that their influence is not enough to help you make your life decisions. That is not the kind of external influence that's going to help you feel free and empowered and sovereign to do the thing that you're here to do. So a few key things just to wrap this up. I wanna say most people are <laughs> very focused on themselves. So we tend to think that everyone else is watching us. We, we feel self-conscious, like other people care so much about our decisions, but really they are worried about the decisions they're making in their own life. They are really just trying to do the best they can. And nobody is overanalyzing what you are doing in your own life. Two, the people who matter Deep down, they just want what's best for you. And they might not realize how much something matters to you, or how many internal resources you have, or how long you've been thinking about this. And they just want to see things go smoothly. And maybe what they think is the smooth path for you is very different than what what is actually going to light you up. And so just trusting that the people who deserve your respect and who deserve to have an opinion really do want what's best for you. Maybe they don't necessarily know how to show it. Maybe you need to be very clear with them about how they can show that support, but to trust that they do want what's best. And then three, sometimes the people around us who don't react well are being put in touch with their own desires and their own regrets by seeing you act courageously. Sometimes when people see us take a leap, like those colleagues I had who said, "Oh, I wish I could do what you're doing, that puts them in touch with their own longing, their own regret, their own unwillingness to even take the risk or to see themselves clearly. It puts them in touch with their own blind spots and that can be really uncomfortable for them. And so sometimes if they act out or put you down or criticize you, it really says a lot more about them in their own situation than it does about your potential to be successful in this new way. I think at the end of the day, we always have to remember that we are not here to play best supporting actor in someone else's life. This is our life, and this can be more challenging for some of us than others, especially if you for whatever reason, had to take on too much responsibility too soon, maybe there was a role reversal when you were young and you did end up having to attend to other people's needs at the expense of your own, it can be really fraught to start to take the reins and decide that this is my life. I am in charge. It is my right and my responsibility to make the best decisions for me. It's also really important here to find people, find a community who will support you. That could be in real life. It could be friends you meet along the new journey. It could be a mastermind, like the one that I did end up joining. But it could also be people that you have never met, fictional people, characters from a movie or a book, or someone who's no longer alive, but who you admire and who you know with their worldview and their wisdom, they would be cheering you on. I am cheering you on. That's it for today's show. If this type of message really resonates with you, I also share a weekly email and often very similar type of message, sharing stories from my personal life that I hope will inspire you. I will leave a link to sign up for those emails in the show notes. I hope you have a great week.